get uh, um, voted in favour of having some 24-7 workers. So we have 24-7 workers. I thought it'd be really good for us all to hear how they're doing and how things are going. So um, tell you what, put your hands together. Can we have Ian and Jasper come up? Have a mic. Have a mic. Can you see them? Excellent. Um, so just a bit of a side on the screen uh, up above, what does it take to do this? Actually, we've got four organisations working together, I think. Is it four organisations? We've got Shirley Boys High, and they want this. They're paying for this. Okay, so they value it. Yep. Um, we've got Parklands Baptist. That's us. Woohoo! <laughs> Um, and we've got an organisation um, that I need to, to do, Queen's Park Community Trust, which is essentially a trust set up for the church to try and face the community and do good things to the community. I, I like to think of it as a community-facing arm of the church. It's still part of us, um, and it's really important because to get funding and things like that, you, um, it's really helpful to have something that isn't church. People will give money to um, organisations that aren't churches. They feel a bit more nervous about churches. Um, uh, so we have those four organisations working together, but none of that works if you don't have good people doing stuff. So, um, Jasper, Yo. when did Jesus become more than a word to you? Goodness. Um, Jesus, uh, well, I was born in a Christian family, um, so I knew, I knew of Jesus, but I didn't know like, what to do, what to, I don't know, what, what, what do you actually, what, more to life with Jesus. And uh, I, I, I had moments, I had a moment uh, when I was young, about seven, I had a vision from God. He took me up in an elevator, took me up to heaven. I was really um, upset. Uh, that my, I had an older brother who died, and um, he, uh, I was really upset at that stage, and he took me up. Like an elevator, showed me a vision and showed me he's fine. He's just playing games in heaven. So that was my. That was like, as a seven-year-old. That was that. That was something that happened for me. But still, I couldn't fathom that it actually happened. Um, and so, I don't know. Fast-forwarding through life, it just developed over time. Really. Um, yeah. Jesus just started coming more Easter camps. Um, started getting all that stuff going. Um, you get you feel the Holy Spirit at Easter camp. Um, but yeah, he just over time he just developed in me, and uh, it helped being an activate leader helped um, helped all that stuff. I think 2012, 2011, that's when that kind of I decided Jesus um, is not a highlight. He's a he's he's a, he's a thing that happens over time. Uh, like he loves he loves seeing. It's it's, it's just like a journey. Um, but yeah. I don't know, probably when I was in high school, that's probably when it kind of started um, changing. Yeah. Ian, you come from a different background than that. Mm. When did Jesus become more than a word for you? Um, for me, I grew up in a non-Christian home, so I really knew nothing about God until roughly about 2009. I turned, my first experience in church was turning up to accept a birthday invitation to Peter Nichols' birthday. And then I was like, oh, what's going on? And he's like, oh, this is church. I'm like, oh, does it cost money? And he's like... <laughs> No, nah, no, nah, it's free. I'm like, oh, man, I'll come in and have a, have a gander. And I got some free morning tea, and it was real mint. Yeah. Um, and then I sort of just stuck around. I met Jasper and a boy called Liam, and I sort of got involved with, I think it was J-Force at the time, which was run by Kim Button. And then I sort of got involved in that and heard more and more about God, but then still was just like, oh, no, nah, I'm just going to come here and chill out and have fun and then get free food and stuff like that. And I chilled out with that, and then about 2010, I went to an Easter camp. 
and I sat on the side of everything, and I was like, I'm missing something. What's going on here? I don't know what it was, but I was missing out on something. But I didn't act on it, and then we had the earthquake. And I think we must have done so many hours of community service, driving around in trailers and stuff. It was mint. It wasn't mint, the earthquake, but just hanging out was. Um, and then I just had this moment, and in my head, where I was sitting there, and God was like, Ian, why are you waiting? Are you, are you ready to follow me yet? You're still here. And then I remember pulling Mike Smith aside and being like, Mike, I just need to you know, give my life to God. Um, so I did. I remember sitting in our function room and giving my life to God, but nothing crazy really happened. And then I went to Easter camp and everything crazy sort of happened. <laughs> um, and that was probably the defining moment for me, is that I had this vision at camp this night where I couldn't even fathom it. I was just on the floor in tears for like 40 minutes. Um, and God was just literally ministering to me and speaking to me. And from that moment on, I knew it was real, that I had these visions of God saying, you'll never forsake me. And um, this image of Christ on a cross just dying for my sins and dying for me. And I was like, well, actually, I am so worthy and I am so loved. Um, and that was the big turning point for me, really. Easter Camp's got this really significant place in Christchurch in Canterbury. It's, um, there's something about the gathering of a whole bunch of similar-aged people, about actually a whole bunch of youth workers like yourselves who are motivated towards building good community and connecting people with God. It's just made this massive difference. And it's been, how long has it been going on for now? How many? 30 years, it's a, and it's been growing for 30 <coughs> years. Um, it's something in your prayer life. We should be grateful for this. Oh, as an aside, do pray for Mike Dodge. He's having a bit of sabbatical break, so, um, and he needs it. So, and he's been quite key in that process. So 24-7 came up. Ian, well, why get involved in 24-7? Um, why not? Nah, um... <laughs> oh, I've got a bridge to sell you then. <laughs> yeah, right. Um... No, nah, for me it was a big formational thing. Um, for me, I knew that I made a promise to God, which was around the same time as I found God, where I realised for me, my teenage years, I grew up with like an eye problem and stuff, and I was, you know, bullied and shunned aside, and I always felt like that person that was, was not worthy, was not like, worth it. So I sort of made this promise to God, and like, God, I'm not going to let any young person go through what I went through. Um, I said to him, if, if you look after me, I'll give my life to serving young people. Um, and then got to be real careful what you wish for. I really do. Um, and then basically from there on, I, um, I basically have been chasing after serving young people and there's been a fire in my heart for it and I haven't, hasn't died, it hasn't, it's still going. And then I went and studied youth work and then um, the opportunity for 24-7 came up and you know, I was like, okay, God, if this is something of you, um, I want you to be in control of it. I'll just take whatever comes. And then, um, yeah, I guess it happened. And then I sort of was just like, this is actually the first step in actually changing lives and out of a church community is amazing. It's such a different world. Um, I don't, can't really stress how important it is and how amazing it is to be part of such a, such a movement that's actually changing the lives of young people. And to me, it's just been something that's been real foundational for my faith. Because you actually, before you were a Christian, you had, you, you, you'd come across some 24-7 workers? Yeah. So part of my uh, uh, side note on my faith stuff before I was even at church is I was um, at high school and my 24-7 youth workers, I didn't know what they were at the time or who they were, but they were um, really encouraging. There was this one man, we called him Sneaky Nartiki. He would um, always just come through to the canteen and tax a biscuit or something. Um, and we'd... Um, <laughs> 
he'd come, we'd sit there, and then um, he always pushed me towards youth work. And he was like, I wasn't really enjoying school, and then he said, and he's like, why don't you go study youth work? Why don't you go study youth work at Praxis and stuff like that? Um, and he'd always encourage me in my faith and try and push me into this 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 course where I was, I was I don't really know if I want to do this, but it was a real faith-based organisation. And then I didn't do it, and then like two years after leaving high school, I ended up doing it. And it actually, he was my mentor during the time and my supervisor, which is like something to me that was really, really a treasure because he was actually, if it wasn't for him putting that into my head, you know, I really felt like God spoke through him for that. Mm. And without that happening, I don't know if I'd be where I am. What about you, Jasper? Why 24-7? <clears throat> Why 24-7? Um, Why youth work? Yeah, uh, I think it started off being a leader at Activate, which uh, was in 2010. Um, and for the first two years, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I was, I was, I was uh, 15 at that stage, and I just like I was leading. I was like, I actually don't know what I'm doing. Uh, and then like two years later, I was like, Ah, oh, it's not about me. It's about them. <laughs> and uh, it's it's honestly that, uh, and just I think God just, I mean, my heart just went out for people, and it was just about it was just about them the whole time. And I just, yeah, I just oh, I love developing people, and um. I love mentoring them and stuff, and uh, yeah, they, they just showed, it just growed that in me, and then, um, yeah, I guess, I, I wasn't too sure what I was doing, uh, actually, mum and dad sent me on a one-way ticket to Holland, and uh, and uh, they, um, <clears throat> and they, because I didn't have a clue what I was doing um, after when I finished school, and I, I just had no idea, and then uh, seven months later, I finally had the money to come back, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, and I was like, I still don't know what I want to do. And so I went to, I was just like, okay, I like sport. I'm going to go study sport at Ada um, and sports science. And so I did, I did that. And that was a three and a half. I just, I just, just finished my degree. Um, and it was three and a half years. But anyway, during, I think my second year of studying, Simon Williams was like, hey, do you want to be, or in the end of my first year, so I was like, hey, do you want to come hang out at Parkview Primary School? Um, at lunch times and just uh, kind of like youth work, just be you youth working stuff. And I was like, yeah, for sure. And I get money. Oh yeah, I oh, mean, yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, anyway, I was I was at Parkview for about two years, and unfortunately, that had to end. And so then I went over to Queens Park. I've been there now for nearly one and a half years. So and yeah, just I guess I was doing youth work, um, and then twenty four seven popped up. I'm like, Okay, I think God's trying to tell me something, and like, because I, I still don't know what I want to do. With, I got a degree. I don't think I'm going to do anything with it. But um, and I and I think just yeah, God's just put put me on a track and just like, okay, you're going to do youth work, and so yeah, that's why I do youth work, and uh, it's because I just I love, I just love I love I love um just youth, and I just love seeing them actually trying to become more and trying to seek purpose and stuff, and nah, uh, I just. It's it's it. That's why I like youth work. It's just developing people that are just hurting, and just also just helping them see how you can live life positively. I guess. Yeah. How about you, Ian? What do you love about it? Um, I love actually for me the reward of seeing someone actually growing, and it's not something that you see overnight. It's something that you see over years. Um, I love the point where I can look back in five years and see people I met when they were thirteen now 18, doing what I was doing in the formational change um, and just being part of that journey is a privilege to me. 
Um, I mean, there's things that surely which I've seen in the last week, which has just been like, man, I can see God moving in the last term, and I've only been there for eight weeks. Mm. Um, you know, like, there's, I'm, I'm constantly, without even being asked, having young boys come up to me and be like, can you come to school early for me and, and pray for me before my exam? Um, you know, and can, can you come on Monday to the prayer meetings? And um, before I think I've, I don't even know, before we were there, I don't think there was actually a prayer meeting happening, eh? Yeah, well, they tried to make one at the start of the year. They tried to make a premier at the start of the year and, yeah, kind of developed. Yeah. And what... Um, one of the things, as a people, we love the Bible. We think the Bible's really important. So it's nice to get... Is um, Ian, is there a couple of verses that are really strong for you that have been shaping in your journey? Uh, yeah, for the first one is probably the verse that stuck with me on that night of Easter camp and it stuck with me to this day, which is probably my, still my favourite verse probably and one that I rely on a lot which is Zephaniah 3.17 and that's that's been real powerful to me about understanding that God loves me and that I don't have to worry because he's with me and that actually he's he rejoices over me so um, I think you've got it in front of you haven't you so how about we read it together the Lord your God is with you the mighty warrior who saves he will take great delight in you in his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Hmm, nice. What about you, Jasper? Was there? Yeah, I've got I've got two verses. Um, the first one is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I've had that one uh, spoken over me quite a lot. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it's it's something that I don't know just reminds me, and just uh, I've just put so much trust in God. And like this verse has just helped me so much. There's also uh, verse 13, which is really good as well. It says, you will seek me and find me um, when you seek with all your heart. And that's like, yeah, that's adding to that verse is just, yeah, it's helped me as well. Epic fail, I didn't put that one up. Oh, man. <laughs> and, uh, second, I'll do a second verse. Yeah, uh, sorry about Psalm, that. I've got another one. Though. A second, oh, yeah, second one was um, Psalms. 37, 23, the steps of a man established by the Lord. He delights in every detail of their lives. And so it's just thinking of the details. That's where God wants to actually see us, not in the highlights. Now, it's easier to sit here and think, oh, that's great. We've got these great youth workers who are doing this kind of stuff. But actually, you spend about, you're supposed to spend about 10 hours a week at, at the school. Yep. And that's not consecutive hours. Is it? What kind of times are you at the schools? Um, well, at the start, obviously, like, I was doing the same sort of hours as Jess, just to get my foot in the door and get established. But now I don't think we barely ever see each other at school at all. Um, which is cool, I reckon, because the fact that it means like, the days that he's not there, there's a youth worker in there, which means the school's getting this full impact most days of the week. Um, but to be fair, like, I, don't think, I don't think I'm there consistently much. I think like, some weeks I do 16 hours, um, just because it's, there's that much of a need. Um, but it's actually really paying off, I think. Like, I mean, the school's invited me to go with them down to Dunedin in October to go take their mountain bike team to secondary school South Islands. So that's quite cool. So they're um, paying for everything as well, so I'm real stoked on that. Um, and there's two bits of machinery you often see Ian with, and one is a camera, yeah. and the other one is a mountain bike. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I get to go for free runs down a hill, so I'm real stoked on that. <laughs> the best point, though, like, side note, is the guy who actually takes the team is the head of the cooking department, so we're going to get mint food, I reckon. <laughs> I'm spotting a theme here. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, yeah, so there's like, 
Yeah, I think the hours we can do it, like I think that's going to end up being like a 38 hour, if I clock it about 30 hours, 40 hours in a few days, um, but then I'll still end up going into school as well because there's that much of a need. So this is one of the tricky balances for these guys is that they're supposed to be doing about 10 hours and then of course there's, there's holiday time, there's sort of non-contact uh, uh, time, and they'll feel the need is bigger than that, but we want them to last. 24-7 um, is usually a commitment, three to five years they like, ideally. Yep, so it's a quite a long-term commitment, uh, which means ideally they want to have other work. And uh, can you see any problems with that? Some of the challenges are what time are students available during school, lunchtime? Yeah, so they're in and out. So one of the things I'd really, a couple of things I'd love for us to be praying for these guys for is other work that will fit around their lives. And um, other 24-7 do it. Is there anything, what else can we be praying for you guys for? Yeah, obviously uh, safety, safety um, at school. Um, although I think we're very protected, really. Uh, Shirley Boys is, uh, we've just like slotted right into that role. Uh, they, they're just so comfortable with us, which is awesome, which is so different with other schools. But then also safety outside of, outside of school and the way we need to rest and um, just men mentally rest. I think prayer for that is awesome. And uh, um, anything else? I reckon prayer for the new relationships of new boys that we're getting given. We get given new boys every couple of weeks we have, they want us to interact with. Um, and I, I really just think prayer for that those initial conversations at the start will go real smoothly. Um, I think prayer for that and then just prayer for the whole school entirely. Overall, I think Shirley could really use some prayer at this time there in this, this point of beginning a transition next year where things are starting to get a bit unsettled mm. and as you know young people come into exams everything gets real stressful as well so I reckon prayer for the school overall because our, our area is likely to change quite a bit when we have two schools move over here um, which will bring lots of life and energy and chaos if you live on Bower Ave um, good luck finding a park would be <laughs> can we stop and pray and if you're thanking God for anything, what would you thank God for? Uh, the, 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 the relationships that are already established with 24-7 and Shirley, for sure. Big thanks to that. And uh, honestly, thanks, thanks to Ian and Gary, who are going to be just our pillars. We lean on each other. Um, and, uh, yeah, just thanks for those guys. I also think, um, I really think thanks just, you know, to God in general, because actually through what we've done, we've already seen one young person come to our youth group on a Tuesday night. And then he came the second week and brought a friend with him. So we're actually starting to see young people actually wanting to know more and come back and they're bringing their friends. So I really pray for more of that and thanking God for those opportunities. Fantastic. Look, I'm going to lead us in prayer and then we're going to sing a song and take communion. But I um, wanted to do this partly because we wanted to remind you, look, here's a couple of people who are working in the local school. This is new, kind of new for all of us. Um, and would love you to stay interested in their lives, be listening, be praying for them because God is working out there and actually it's a real significant place. There are, of course, quite a bunch of teachers and other people working in schools here. So close your eyes. Think of people you know who are working in the school setting. God, we want to lift these people to you. We want to pray for your hand of blessing on them that they can represent their Christian faith, that they can do justly and love mercy. 
that you would gift them with good relationships, that this might be part of growing up other Ians and Jaspers and, of course, other genders um, who will love you and get to live life well responding to your love. Amen. Thanks, guys. No worries. going to sing a song and then Dave's going to leave us in communion.